Hey there, this is the Motherhood Elevated Podcast. I'm your host, Annette Jones, and this is episode number seven, The Power of Questions. You are listening to the Motherhood Elevated Podcast for women who want to find clarity of mind, create lasting emotional well-being and confidence, and achieve amazing potential. Come with me. This will be fun. guys welcome i hope you're having a great week we're really trying to soak in these last couple of weeks of summer before everyone goes back to school we've done a little school shopping we got our freshman registered for his first year of high school and we're preparing to send our daughter who just graduated high school off up to utah Um, and i have to say that when i sent my first child off it really tore my heart out it was really really hard for me and I'm not really finding it any easier with my second. I was hoping, already having gone through this, it would soften the blow a little, but it really hasn't. (laughs) I think kids leaving home is my least favorite part of parenting. That and possibly potty training, but I do really love seeing my kids grow up and pursue their interests and make important decisions and even have some struggles. I don't like seeing them struggle per se. That's another tough thing we as parents have to do, but they do have harder challenges and bigger decisions as they get older. And I love seeing my kids learn and grow and who they're becoming from these experiences. So that's where we are. Lots of big things happening for us in the next few weeks. It's pretty fun. I am really excited to talk to you about this week's subject. It's something that's helped me a lot in the past few weeks with some pretty big challenges of my own. I talked a little about one of those challenges last time, but it really has been one of those months or even a couple months where it just feels like really tough things just keep coming at me one after the other and I keep thinking we've seen the worst of it or we're almost to the end and then something else comes up, but you know, you hang in there and do what you can and sometimes you just have to roll with it and try to be flexible. So. On one of those rougher days when I was letting myself get a little frustrated, I was texting my sister-in-law. She had been asking me how things were going, and I just kind of let it all out. I just listed everything that was going wrong, and she was super sweet to sympathize with me um, when I was feeling pretty discouraged that day. And she and I have some really great conversations about coaching, and we both really love learning about it and talking about it. And one thing she said to me that um, I really loved and that really helped me turn my thoughts in a different direction was... You are leveling up. It's hard to do, but you do become better because of it. And it's funny because I kind of been telling myself some version of that thought for a couple days, but just the way she said it and the timing of it and hearing it outside of my own head, I guess, really drove that home for me that this is what challenges in life are for, right? To take us up a level, to make us stronger and more capable, and to show us that we can survive and even thrive in situations that we didn't think we could handle. So I really appreciated that reminder that I can believe that all of this really is happening for me. It's getting me to where I need to be, kind of like I talked about at the end of last week's podcast. So um, that thought just has been really helpful for me and helped me through a lot of stuff that I really just didn't want to have to deal with. And another thing that got me thinking this week was a story I'd heard um, from a mom who was complaining to her coworker about how hard it was to get her three young children to bed every night. And she said they had to be told over and over to brush their teeth and get their pajamas on and how many stories they could read and to get back in bed and stay there and on and on. And she was just burnt out, like completely exhausted by the time everyone was asleep from ordering these kids around all night and the kids not really listening. 
Well, this coworker, instead of commiserating with her, decided to give her some advice and said, well, why don't you just use questions to get them ready for bed? See if they know what they're supposed to be doing at bedtime. And she thought, yeah, maybe I'll try that. So she went home that night, and when it was time to get ready for bed, she asked, okay, kids, who knows what time it is? And they replied, it's bedtime. Okay, who knows what we do first? And they said, we get our pajamas on. So they all ran and got their pajamas on. And after that, she said, okay, now what do we do? We brush our teeth. And the kids went and brushed their teeth. And pretty soon they caught on and they got their prayers said. And they knew exactly how many books to get for story time. And they knew where they were supposed to be when it was time to go to sleep. And the whole night went much more smoothly. And afterwards, she thought to herself, how long have these kids known how to do this? She'd been struggling and getting frustrated when they weren't listening to her shouting orders. But when she engaged them, when she asked them to come up with their own answers, they were much more motivated and felt more responsible and their nighttime routine went much more smoothly. So this story got me thinking about the power of questions and how we can use questions to gain awareness of what's happening in our own minds. We can use them to find solutions to our problems and we can use them to access our own wisdom and overcome the obstacles that are keeping us from making progress. Now in coaching clients, I use lots of questions and many times when I ask a question, I hear, I don't know. And though this is a common answer, it's just not true. You're asking yourself questions and answering them subconsciously all day long, but many times you're not aware of the answers your brain is giving you. Or maybe you are aware of them, you just aren't really taking a look at them to see if they're true. So for example, I was coaching a woman um, yesterday morning who said, I know that this problem I'm having in this area of my life would be completely solved if I would just do this one thing. And she already had the solution to her problem. She knew exactly what she needed to do, but she wasn't doing it. So my question for her was, okay, then why aren't you doing this one thing? It's a simple question, right? And her first answer to me was, well, I don't know why I'm not doing it. But really, she did know. Her brain was already answering that question. She just wasn't aware of it. So I pushed her a little further and said, but if you did know, what would the answer be? Really think about why you aren't doing this thing that would be so helpful for you. And then she started to dig a little deeper into the thoughts that she was thinking um, that were keeping her from taking this action. And it all started to kind of make sense. And she had thoughts like, well, I don't do it because I'm just lazy. Or it's something that I'm not really naturally good at. Or I don't have somebody to keep me accountable to make sure I'm doing it. And we took a look at these thoughts and saw that they were all creating feelings. Remember the self-coaching model, your thoughts create your feelings which then drive your actions. So she's been creating feelings of discouragement and shame and even doubt in her own abilities. And they've really been holding her back from being successful in this area. So when she really answered that question of why aren't you and that would benefit you, it opened up this avenue of seeing, oh, okay, here are the thoughts that are creating my current result. And then we were able to take a look at these thoughts and work through them. And she could think instead of, Think of thoughts that instead would get her to a different, more desirable result. And But these thoughts can be so sneaky. And we feel like we're not in control of these emotions that are holding us back or dragging us down or keeping us from progressing. But that just isn't true. We really do have control. Okay, so we've seen how questions can get our brains working to uncover thoughts we aren't aware of. But we can also use questions to access our own wisdom and empower ourselves to get creative and find solutions to our problems. 
But we want to make sure the questions we're asking ourselves are high quality, inspiring questions. Why is the type of question we ask so important? Because your brain is going to focus on finding answers to the questions you give it. So let me give you a simple example. If you ask yourself the question, why is my life so hard? This question is based on a negative belief that your life is hard and your brain is going to answer that question with evidence of why that's true. It will focus on all of the challenges, the things that aren't going the way we want them to, the disappointments, the losses, the failures, the frustrations. They're all going to be at the forefront of your mind when you ask this question. And when you're dwelling on all these things that make your life hard, how's that going to feel? I can tell you because I've done that before. It doesn't feel very good. It feels heavy and discouraging for me. And I'm even a little afraid of what else is going to go wrong and whether or not he can handle it. But let's take a look at a question that comes from a more positive, optimistic belief. What makes my life amazing? And guess what? Now your brain is looking for evidence that your life is awesome. That so many good things are happening. That you do have a lot to be grateful for. Now nothing in your life has changed except one little question. But it can completely change the way that you feel. When my brain answers this question of why, what makes my life amazing... I feel happy and peaceful and even energized about life. Now, the higher the quality of your question, the higher the quality of the answers you'll come up with. So as you may have heard in the podcast last week, we are undergoing some crazy house repair stuff right now, and we've been in a pretty big mess for several weeks now, and there have been complications and some damage done and miscommunication, and this whole process is taking much longer and turning out to be a much bigger deal than I initially thought it would be. Now, I have found that asking questions like, why is this taking so long? Why isn't anything going right? Why is this company making everything so difficult? Questions like that are very frustrating and I found very energy depleting for me because the answers are all negative and bring up thoughts that don't help me solve the situation. And I just don't feel motivated to work on things or to make phone calls or even do what I can to clean up when I'm dwelling on these types of questions. But when I can shift my, my questions to more high-quality, empowering ones, it completely changes my thoughts and therefore my feelings about the situation. So I like to ask myself, why is it a blessing or a good thing that all of this is happening right now and not another time? Or how can I make these house projects a good experience or even fun for myself and for my family? Or I like the question, how are all of these obstacles helping me to develop more patience and resilience? And when I answer these types of questions, I feel much more in control. I'm more motivated to find ways to see the good and improve the situation. And I am generally a lot happier and more optimistic about the other areas of my life too. So it really is important that we learn to ask ourselves the types of questions that will move us forward instead of dragging us down or holding us back. I've been trying to help my daughter understand um, this concept and use it in her situation right now. About three weeks ago, she had a surgery, her second of the summer, to correct a bone issue in her wrist before she you know, leaves home. And when we talked with the doctor and scheduled the surgery several months ago, we were under the impression that she would be out of a cast and good to go by Labor Day weekend, um, which is when she is supposed to move up to Utah. But on Monday at her appointment, the doctor told us that she would actually be in a cast until about the beginning of November. And I have to tell you, we both left that appointment a little shocked and stressed out. It's um, her right hand that's in the cast, and she's right-handed. 
and this cast is extremely limiting, which makes it hard to do the normal everyday things. But at least she has us, her family, at home to help her. But the thought of being on her own for the first time with a big cast was just completely overwhelming to her. So we discussed several options, but what it came down to is that she really still wants to go up and move in when everybody else is moving in and start going to her new ward and meeting new people. She's been so excited for this new phase of life, but being on her own seems really impossible to her right now. So we've been having to get really creative with how we approach the situation. And she's been asking herself, okay, how can I make this work? Or how can I work through this problem? And she's starting to find solutions to some of these obstacles that she was so worried about. And she's actually feeling more confident and excited about it all when she is solving these problems for herself. So let's talk about questions that are important to ask yourself to first of all gain awareness of what your thoughts are and then to determine how you want to think. So the first question, a really simple one, is what am I thinking? And if you've been with me, you know what a thought download is, but it's just writing down your thoughts and what's going on in your head and it's a great way to find out what you are thinking. So you can take a look at these thoughts, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Take a look at your thoughts and then ask yourself a second question. Why am I choosing to think this? And I love this question. This is the question that takes us back to the whole idea of agency, that we can choose what we think, and it gives us the responsibility for our own thoughts. They're not determined by what's outside of us. Our thoughts are just sentences that we choose to think about situations or events or other people or even ourselves. So really think about this. And answer that question. Why are you choosing to think this? Sometimes we subconsciously think we have a good reason for thinking it, even if it's causing problems for us. Like maybe we feel like this thought is protecting us in some way, or that believing this justifies some other behavior. But in the end, these thoughts may be doing more harm than good. So a good question to ask to determine whether or not we want to keep a thought is, how does this thought feel? And this is where you get to decide if you like the way this thought feels and if you want to keep it, or if it's a thought that you can live without. You can also ask, how do I want to feel? And that might bring up some really great ideas of what you want to be thinking to create that feeling inside of you. Another question I love comes from Byron Katie. And this question is, who would I be without this thought? And that's a really powerful one. So for example, you might, be, you might ask the question, who would I be without the thought that my kids are difficult? Who would I be without the thought that my husband doesn't do enough around the house? Who would I be without the thought that I don't fit in or that people don't generally like me? And when you can go to the place of seeing who you would be and how your life would be different without a certain thought or belief, that to me is really powerful. I am kind of a homebody, and although I love the family time that trips and vacations give us, I have to admit that sometimes I have the thought, lots of times mid-vacation, that traveling is really hard and very exhausting. (laughs) That's a good thought, right? Super energizing and fun. But I've noticed that, and I've asked myself, who would I be without that thought? Well, I know that with that thought, I'm a tired, overwhelmed mom, but without that thought, I'm... I would be happier and more adventurous and more energetic. And when I, without that thought, I'm more of the kind of person I want to be. 
So I've really done some work on that thought that being out of the comfort of my own home is hard. And I really opened up to the idea that traveling is fun and that it's exciting. And I know most of you probably love to travel and think I'm crazy, but we all have our little quirky things, right? So these types of questions are great as we seek to gain awareness of our thinking and then decide what we want to be thinking instead. Some other great, great questions include, what can I learn from this? What do I have to be grateful for in this situation? What is going right in my life? What's another way of looking at this problem? And another one that I love when we're dealing with other people is what's going on in their mind that's causing them to act this way or say that thing. Really let your brain think about these answers and remember, I don't know is not an answer, and then take note of what it comes up with. Your brain really is an amazing and I think very underutilized source of knowledge for you. And who better to find solutions to your problems than you? You really know a lot more than you think you do. You are more resourceful and creative and powerful than you realize. So whether you know it or not, your brain is asking and coming up with questions and answers all day long. And it really is empowering to take charge of these questions and to make sure you're asking those high quality empowering questions. Because the ones you ask will determine the thoughts that you are thinking. They will determine what your brain focuses on and they will determine whether or not you're coming up with creative, inspiring solutions. So keep your questions clean, keep them positive, and doing this will really help you stay in control of your mind and help you be the person you want to be. So that's it for today. To those of you whose kids are back in school, congrats, you did it, you survived summer. And to those of you still waiting for school to start, I hope you really enjoy this last little bit of summertime. I will be back again next week and I'll see you then. Have a good one. If you like what you hear on this podcast and would like to learn more, I invite you to check out my website at motherhoodelevated.com. There you can sign up for a free mini session to see what working with me looks like, as well as find information on classes I offer or get on the list for some weekly inspiration straight to your inbox. Again, that's motherhoodelevated.com. Have a great week.